Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. Hey, so somebody offered to pay for advertising space here on this podcast. And I said, sure, I'm down for that. I like the product. And then they told me they wanted to pay me 20 goddamn dollars. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Do you know what? I'm going to promote my sister's business for goddamn free. So my sister has a business called The Clean Candle Company. The Clean Candle Company candles are all natural soy wax, no carcinogens here. They are cotton wicked and they're hand poured right here in the UK by my sister's fair hand, usually until about one in the morning. So if you want to keep that bitch busy, buy yourself a manifesting candle. We have This Smells Like My New Baby. This smells like my future husband. This smells like my dream home. And three others that I can't remember the names of right now. But trust me, they all smell gorgeous. I'm going to leave a link down below. 
Did you know that traditional candles made of paraffin and petroleum are terrible for you? They are literally worse than living on the M25. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to your lungs. Go for vegan soy wax. It's so much better for you. We use all natural scent. Um, I don't know what else to tell you about this. All I know is that when you're manifesting, your sense of smell is super important. It's the biggest evoker of memories. Um, it is one of the biggest evokers of um, emotion. So, do you know what? You do what you got to do. Buy a candle, don't buy a candle. I just didn't want to give advertising space to that guy that offered me $20. You know what I'm saying? Hello and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm Francesca, your host with the most amount of teething babies in the goddamn world. It's 10 o'clock at night and they have only just gone down to bed. That is not normal for five-month-old babies, I'm sure. But I'm not going to complain because that is the theme of today's podcast. I want to talk about choosing happiness and it being a way of travel, not a destination. I'm not going to lie. I just saw that on Instagram today and I thought, what an interesting concept. That's something I want to talk about. Um, And then I also saw this quote, which fully backed up my beliefs. Happiness is a choice, not a result. Nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy. And I think this is like the perfect time for this conversation because if you're here in the UK, this is probably the toughest point of our UK lockdown. I mean, I don't know for you bitches, but for me, it's fucking tough. I mean, we are right in the middle of winter. We've just had the long, long, long months of January and February. The children have been off school. We haven't had the shops open. It's fucking freezing outside. So if you meet your friends for a walk, you're going to freeze your tits off after 10 minutes. Shit has been wild. Shit has been rough. But what I realised was, despite this being a shitty time, and I said to my mum this morning, God, I haven't even had a shower today. And then I was in a bit of a rush to go out to meet my friend for a walk. And I was like, do you know what? She's not going to know that I haven't had a shower. And actually, because I'm wearing 10 layers of clothes, and actually, I should kind of make the most of this because when we're back in the normal world and seeing people and going to restaurants and doing fun things, I won't be able to get away with not having a shower every day. So it's really about trying to make the most of your current circumstances and choosing to be happy in your current circumstances, no matter what. Now, let me just say, obviously, it's not a fucking bed of roses. I have not massively enjoyed lockdown, but what I have done is make the most of it. Now, I could sit here and tell you a story of a girl from Canvey Island, Essex, big up Canvey Island, who spent her entire 20s in a shitty job that I fucking hated and I was so bored, I literally wasted 10 years of my life. And then at the end of my 20s, I find this man and I have the most horrendous marriage and most stressful divorce that makes me so ill I develop Crohn's disease because it's so fucking stressful and then I have to leave my family home I don't get any money in my divorce whatsoever I'm never paid a penny of child maintenance and I'm forced to move back to London into a one-bedroom flat with my child oh it's me by the way spoiler alert and then I find myself alone in a lockdown pregnant And then with three children under five during a whole year long lockdown. I could tell you that story. And technically, technically, that's my goddamn life. But 
That's not my fucking story. Each one of those things I've just told you, I truly believe when I look back on those things, I've made the most of them. I have fucking made the goddamn most of every single one of those experiences. And I've made it as good as it can be. There is an amazing quote and I really can't find it. I tried to look on Pinterest. I put in like keywords and I couldn't find it. If anyone knows what it is, please do let me know. But it's something like people who are positive aren't happy all the time, but they, or, or they don't have the best of it. They don't pretend to have the best of everything, but they make the best of everything. And that's truly how I feel like I've lived my life or I try to. So yeah, I did spend my 20s in a job that I fucking hated. But you know what? Being in a job I hated, it really taught me what I didn't want in life. I knew that I didn't want to be doing a nine to five. I didn't want to be commuting with 95% of the fucking population. I didn't want to be stuck behind a desk all day. I didn't want to be working for someone else. But actually, during that eight years of working, I not only wrote a book, I mean, I did that all entirely behind my desk. I didn't do any of it in my own time, which is an absolute piss take looking back. Um, And I also started to like venture out into business. I had a couple of businesses. I would, um, I did like freelance feature writing. I mean, I don't know where I had the audacity because I never went to university to do like English or anything, but I absolutely loved feature writing and I started to recruit other people um, to do features as well, like to feature in the features. Um, I super enjoyed that. I was a publicist for my publishing company after my book was published. Um, I had a little dog store called poochpooch.com and all of those businesses really like taught me stuff that I still use today. Um, it was so important. And most of all, it was fun. I really enjoy business. And yeah, I could have sat there for 10 years and said, this is so boring. I hate this job. I hate my life. But I didn't. I didn't feel like I could get out of that job because I had a mortgage. And I, I don't know, the conditioning I grew up with, I felt like I couldn't quit my job. Like I didn't feel that was an option. But I sure as hell made it as much as I could. I mean, when I look back, I was an absolute piss taker. My boss must have thought, what the fuck is this? I used to have boxes and boxes of stock arrive from China. Like not just, oh, here's an ASOS parcel, Fran. You must have ordered a dress for the weekend. No, I'm talking fucking boxes of dog clothes and dog beds. (laughs) And I used to just store them in this fucking office. I mean, I don't know where I got the cheek to do that. And then finally, I quit that job and I fucking met my husband. And Obviously, that was a very, 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 very stressful time in my life. Both my marriage and my divorce were very, very stressful. But my God, when I look back, the lessons I learnt from being with my ex-husband, I'd never lived with a boy before I met him. I'd never really had a long-term partner, a long-term boyfriend, nobody I'd ever lived with, been that serious with. And actually, we travelled the world We travelled the motherfucking world. I saw so many countries. I saw so many things. He opened my eyes to so many experiences and so many things I would never otherwise. I often call him my third parent. I'm sometimes like, I think you're the dad that I never had. Um, That sounds awful. It sounds like my dad's dead. He's not. He's very much alive. But my ex-husband was like, you can quit your job. You can start your own business. You can travel the world. You can do this. You can do that. He was fantastic for that. And I do often tell him he should be a life coach. Terrible husband, 
brilliant life coach. Um, and so I really made the most of that by really taking on board what he said and trying to adapt and change my life as much as I could. And yes, it is true that when I got divorced, he kept the family home, which is fine because he bought it. But I'm pretty sure we had a prenup that said that if we had a child anyway, it's a long story. But long story short, I decided to just leave that marriage with absolutely nothing. I have never had a penny of child maintenance to this day. And my daughter's four now. She's four and a half, nearly five. Um, and I feel like I can say that. I mean, people get so cagey about things like that. But it's like, I have nothing to be ashamed of. If he's ashamed of it, then... Uh, fucking do something about it mate but like yeah I've never had a penny in sort of child maintenance or anything like that um and I did have to move back to London I kind of had no option available to me that was one of the most stressful times in my life um when I moved out of our home I said right I'm gonna move on to a house onto the I'm going to move into a house on the estate and I was going to move in with a friend and she lived on her own. She was older. Her children had grown up and moved out. And I was told, no, you're not allowed to do that. Then I was going to move into a little house that my sister owns um, that she just like rents out. And I was told, no, you're not allowed to do that because I mean, this is you got to remember now, if that was said to me, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. But this was me still married, very nervous and timid. So understand where I was coming from. But basically every option was shut down in my face. And the only option left to me was to move back into my flat in London. Now, some of my friends were like, oh, my God. How are you going to cope in like a one bedroom apartment with a child? Like it's above a pub. You've got a push chair. Like, oh my God, it's going to be a nightmare. Like I have to park my car three streets away. All of these things were true. But shall I tell you, I could have made that year because in my mind, I was like, I'm doing this for a year. I'm going to save, 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 save like a bitch. And then I'm going to buy a house at the end of the year. That was kind of like my goal. And that kept me really focused as well. And I could have looked at that year and told everybody in my life how hard it was. I could have told people how wrong and how dumb by I was. But where would that get me apart from just being bitter and angry? Instead, I kind of looked at it as like a weird gap year if having a gap year was in London with an 18-month-old child and you're in your 30s. Um, but I truly did t- treat it like a gap year. Because I knew we were only going to live there for a certain period of time, it almost did feel a little bit like a holiday. Um, it's the first time that I've been single in years. Uh, so I got more fucking dick than Angel Strawbridge. Um, I went on holidays with my single friends. I really made the most of it. We had a private club membership and me and Bo would just hang out on a rooftop pool most mornings. Um, I worked really, really hard on my business at my salon and I really just threw myself into London living. And I really, truly... I want to say I made the most of that year, but you know what? That year did fly by and I never once had a party out on my rooftop. That's one regret I have is that I really wanted to have like a big party or a big barbecue and I never did. And I don't know why. I really wish I'd done that. But aside from that, I look back on that year with Bohemia in London with nothing but fond, fond, fond memories. But do you see what I'm saying is like, I could tell myself and tell others the narrative of I got divorced and my ex-husband wouldn't give me any money and 
I had to work until 11 o'clock at night in my salon and then and and my daughter it was just really stressful because there was only one bedroom the reality is it was really fucking easy because she slept with me anyway so we only needed one bedroom and when it came to potty training it was so easy because my apartment was just one big room I am already dreading potty training the twins because my only bathroom in this house that I live in now is fucking upstairs so what do I have to go upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs 500 times a day. When you just live in a small apartment, potty training is very easy. Um, and so that year I found really, really fun and I'll look back on it with fond memories for the rest of my goddamn life. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. And then, of course, my most recent tribulation um, that I am alone in a pandemic with three children under five. I mean, I was literally left in a lockdown with no way to earn money. I was pregnant with twins and I was on my goddamn own. Now, I'm not going to pretend with you and I'm not going to lie with you. I did have a little pity party for one for about, I'm going to say, four months. I'm going to say four months, but even during that four months, I really did try my best. Like I tried to make improvements to my house. Um, I did a lot of stuff in the garden. I painted my kitchen pink. I did all this random shit. And then, of course, I created this podcast, which I'm so, 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 so thankful that I did. And I think the reason that I'm not going to lie to you, this is hard work. Not just this podcast. This is obviously one episode a week. I do do some preparation for it. I can't just sit down with the microphone and just start talking. I do do preparation about what I'm going to talk about. Um, But I also now have my Patreon. So that is like a new podcast every, I mean, this month I'm doing one every 2.5 days. So I'll do two days and then a podcast and then three days and then a podcast. And then I also do my off topic podcast on my Patreon. So like tonight, for example, I'm recording three podcasts. It's a lot of work. And then you put in like the promotion and the research and the everything else that goes into it. It's a lot of fucking work. But what I don't want to do is come out of this lockdown and when in years to come we look back on this time, I really don't want to say, because at the moment I must admit I I did have a real negative moment the other day where my poor little babies are nearly six months old, they're like five, five and a half months old and it really struck me of like I've really missed having the new baby experience with them. Like I've really, really missed it. I think having a new baby is incredible. Like all those firsts where you go for a walk in the pram with them or you go to the shops or you go out for lunch with your friends and I haven't got to do any of that or you go to a baby group and meet all your new mum friends. I haven't got to do any of that. All I have done is sat in the same four walls every day and 
Fed changed, fed changed, fed changed, sometimes for up to 20 hours a day. And it's enough to drive even the most sane person crazy. And so when people say to me, but Fran, you haven't had a bloody maternity leave. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you're creating all this stuff when you've got like newborn. Well, yeah, because they were newborn. Like I literally, I think I took two weeks off after they were born or a week off. The answer of that is, is this time in my life is actually quite dark and dull. Yes, it's lovely having the new babies, but this is never how I would have wanted to have had them. I, we're, as most people in the UK right now, as most people around the world, I'm very isolated. I'm very lucky. I do get to see family and friends. Um, I have some friends in the village I go for walks with and stuff. I have a friend that I'm in a single parent support bubble. My sister is my single parent support bubble, so I'm very lucky. But I do ultimately live alone. I'm the only adult in my house. And day after day after day of homeschooling and lashing rain and not being able to go outside is fucking grim. And so the only way that I can turn this around is to take control of it and actually make the most of it. Make the most of it because I don't want to come out of this moaning about the pandemic. I want to come out of this lockdown saying, for fuck's sake, who would have thought that I would go in being a beautician and I would come out with my dream job as a podcaster and teaching the law of attraction. I have to work until one in the morning some nights because that is the reality I want to create. And that's what I love about the law of attraction is we are basically the architects of our own lives. We are co-creating with the universe the life that we want. And it doesn't mean that if you believe in the law of attraction that nothing bad happens to you. That's not true. Don't let anyone fool you into that. It just means making the best of every situation. So if me and somebody else are dealt the same cards, we've both lost our income. We both end up pregnant with twins. We're both stuck in a house on our own um, day and night feeding babies. The person that believes in the law of attraction will turn that around and has an open mindset will turn that around And try and make the most of that situation. So what I'm trying to say is whatever situation you find yourself in now or in the future, even if it's a negative situation, you can make the best of that. And when I look back on my life, I was making that little list earlier of like how I could spin everything in my life to be quite bad. And I thought, fuck, man, you've been through some shit, actually. You've been through some shit and it's not all been good. But it's so interesting because I consider my life nothing but blessed. And I don't say that in like a corny way. I say that in a genuine, genuine way. I feel hashtag blessed. I do. Ever since I quit my nine to five job, I wake up every day and I feel like I'm on holiday. Apart from maybe during lockdown where I have to look after three children because that shit's fucking tough. But I do feel like I'm so lucky that I get to live life on my terms. It's not what my boss says I have to do. It's my fucking terms. Okay, my bosses are now three very young girls. They fucking tell me what to do. That's fine. But I am enjoying life. And all of these things that have happened to me, they've only served to make me grow, to educate me, to make me better and to improve my life. Even the pandemic even the pandemic. And so I urge you to look at what your thing is in your life that is tough, maybe a stage of your life that's been difficult, 
And I urge you to try and make the most of that situation. Make the best of it because that's all we can fucking do. And if you find yourself with a lot of time on your hands during this lockdown, I would urge you to grow, to educate yourself, to spiritually learn. Like we are now on the fourth book of the Patreon book club and I've never read so many self-improvement books in such a short space of time. And I have to say, the improvements I feel in my life are absolutely astounding. And I know that so many of the women that are doing this, I don't know why we're all women, but yeah, so many of the women that are doing this are feeling the same way. And so please don't come out of this lockdown in a couple of months and say, oh God, thank God that was over. I can't wait to get back to normal life. Yeah, we all want to get back to normal life, but make this time count now. And it's not too late, you know. We've still got a couple of months left. It's not too late. You can make the change today. You can turn this from a negative situation into a positive one. Anyway, that's all I really wanted to talk about this week. Um, Thank you so much for everybody who's been listening. You all seem to absolutely love my episode with Paul Brunson. Isn't he an angel? I love him. He's coming back to do an episode all about love and love blockages and how we can manifest our soulmate, our twin flame, the man of our dreams. Because God knows, not now, because I'm fucking busy, but in the future, I would love, 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 love to meet my soulmate. Of course I would. Who wouldn't? Um, And actually, it's the most recent book that we've been reading, um, which is Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein. Have you read it? Um, I've really realized that when it comes to relationships and love, I have been 100% living in a place of fear. I've not been living in a place of joy and love. I've not been living there. I've been living in a place of fear and I've been making decisions based on fear. And I'm 36 years old and I did not realize that until I started reading this book. So if you find yourself having love blockages, I would highly recommend um, Gabrielle Bernstein's book, Super Attractor. We are only, what are we, five days into it and I'm seeing some shifts. So that's quite exciting. Um, Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, Oh, I wanted to let you know. So my my little shop where I sell things, um, I'm kind of letting stock run a little bit low at the moment because I'm finding podcasting and all of the shit I'm recording quite not overwhelming but I'm trying to prioritize it and so I'm not replenishing a lot of stock at the moment I will do later in the year but at the moment I'm just letting shit run low so we have no silver necklaces left now we just have gold I have like an abundance of gold necklaces I think I have a ton left Um, and they're really beautiful so if you'd like a gold thankful necklace um, I have those but no more silver and the same with the notebooks I'm not going to get them reprinted now now. Uh, that's it. That's that's the last run now. Um, so if you'd like a shit I'm manifesting in 2021, um, we only have pastel pink left now. I say we. Who's we? The royal we? It's just me. I'm not pretending it's me and 500 staff. It's just me. Um, I have just pastel pink notebooks left now. Um, and I will be bringing back the manifesting uh, magic boxes. But I was thinking of maybe doing a manifesting pack instead because I'm going to be real with you. People seem to love sending boxes in the post. But have you ever fucking made one of those boxes? 
They literally take forever. I was sitting here like I was working in a Chinese sweatshop making these motherfucking boxes. And I remember thinking, I'm not doing this again. This is so much work. So actually, I'm thinking of making manifesting packs and just making them um, a bit cheaper and actually just doing them as like a pack rather than a box. Let me know what you think about that. Would you be up for that? Um, so that's that. And also the manifesting candles. Um, a lot of people have said that they've tried to buy them and my store only takes PayPal. Sorry about that. My store is very basic bitch. Um, but if you actually go to the Clean Candle Company website, I'll link it down below. Um, you can buy it from there and you can use a debit card. You can use any normal method of payment and it's a lot better to actually purchase them via my sister, like through the website. So I shall leave that link down below if you're interested in manifesting candles. Um, what else do I have to tell you? I think that's it. Um, I'm just about to record an off topic, which is going to be all about business and the businesses I've had over the years and all that kind of stuff. So if you are interested, I have a Patreon tier now that is just £4 a month. So I know a lot of podcasters do this thing called buy me a coffee and you go on PayPal and you can just virtually buy someone a coffee for all of the content that they create. And it's like £4. But I thought instead of that, I'd much rather actually give you something back. So yeah, I have a tier that is called Sugar Daddy Vibes and it's £4 a month and you get all of the off-topic podcasts um, and you also get the introductions to the book clubs as well. So you can decide if you want to upgrade and join the book club for that month. Um, and then of course you can join the now infamous uh, Patreon book club and that is £10 a month and this month we are doing Gabrielle Bernstein very exciting people are fucking loving this book next month we're doing Atomic Habits by James Clear I am very excited for that um, and as always you can join at any time all of the podcasts for all of the previous um, books are also available so you can join at any time you can do the book in your own time if you want or you can do it in real time with us and there's a WhatsApp support group for each book. And those WhatsApp groups are magical. I see all the messages in there. These women are so supportive to each other. Some of them have become like best friends. It's wild. It is wild to see. And I'm so, so thankful to have all of you in there. Um, I really am. Anyway, I'm going to crack on. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I shall see you next week. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, 
cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter and you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go, or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30 day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 